All right. Hey, welcome everybody. A little rocky start there, but that's all right. Yeah, all good. Welcome to Sci-Fi Distilled. It is seven o'clock on Wednesday, and we are starting out March, March first. How about that? Right on the first. How of the did it get to be March already? Oh, no, I'm already. Hey, let's go. It's going to be spring. Twenty days. Let's go. Nineteen days. Twenty days. Let's right. go spring. Let's hope Mother Nature's paying attention to the calendar. <laughs> I don't know. I think so, the, I think that the the Puxatani Phil saw a shadow or something. I don't uh, know. Whatever. I know we, it was going to be. It was. So, I don't know for everybody else, but up here it wasn't so bad. Yeah, and they were threatening week, us. With, like, week, we're getting hammered. We're supposed to get another like foot this Saturday or something. Yeah, we were supposed to get more this weekend, but uh, they told us like you know five to seven, and I think we only got two. So. Yeah, it hasn't been, but it's been steady. It's like keep another storm, another storm. Yeah, another but it's spring, so they don't last long, and it's already forty degrees and melting and stuff. So. Maybe down in Massachusetts, not up here. Oh, sorry. Sorry, two hours north. That's that much colder. It does make it does make a difference. It is the it is the great white north there. It's cold front from Canada. Darn yeah, Canadian. you guys get that Canadian. Darn Canadians. Okay. So who we got watching today? Hey Dennis and Chris. Chris LaRoach is here early. Hi, Chris. How are you? And Martin and Jeff and Bill. Thank you for joining us, guys. How you doing, Bill? So we are doing, we're starting off our month of robots with kind of a very light, fun uh, Pixar film called Wall-E from wow. 20, what was it now? Six, four, 2008. Uh, 2008. 2008. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I, I saw this in the theater because I had a small child, about a six-year-old at the time. Yeah, perfect, perfect age. So, uh, pretty sure I took her to see that and uh, we enjoyed it. And it's a good, you know, all the Pixar films really, I can't think of a really bad one. I mean, there's certainly ones that are better than others, but they're all usually pretty entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and now my dog decided to hear something outside. Anyway, so do we have any news? We have news. We have news. And you know, since we've done, since we've chosen to do robots this month, we'll be talking about all kinds of robots. I want to talk to you guys um, a little bit about um, how you guys define robots versus how you define androids and stuff like that. But first, but first. Hey, um, Mandalorian tonight. So when I go to my little news feeds where I squirrel out all the news of the week, the sci-fi news of the week, when I went to all my news feeds this week, everything was Mandalorian. And I haven't seen the episode tonight no, yet. I don't watch it yet either. And I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, so I'm not going to be reporting on Mandalorian. Um, but if you are enjoying Pedro Pascal in Mandalorian and in The Last of Us and you want to see him in more sci-fi, Maybe check out 2018's Prospect. It's available on Netflix. It's kind of a low-ish budget indie film that has been highly praised by both critics and viewers alike. Is that the one and where him and his daughter are? Yes. Uh, Pedro yeah, okay. is not the dad. Just so you know, Pedro, the space dad, who's space dad to Grogu and space and the dad to Ellie on Last of Us, he is not the dad in this. But yes, a prospector and his daughter face danger while searching for gems on an alien moon. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was trying to make sure. No, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, I, I, yeah, I, I got to tell you, I loved The Last of Us. I was like, that's it. That, that there's only like six episodes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> me, me not. Me there's more well, of that. the game goes on, so they're gonna keep going because the game does. No, work. no, I understand that. I, I just, it just, I was like expecting another show to drop this past Sunday, and I'm like, that was it. 
till probably another knowing HBO, it'll be like 18 months before we see another Three years. One. Remember, you remember like when uh, Sopranos had like that two year hiatus? <laughs> we were like, I don't even remember what happened. Well, anymore. same thing with Game of Thrones. Remember, they split, oh, yeah, and they split it up. It was like split. Game of Thrones, there was an 18 month, at least, at least an 18 yeah. month gap at one point. And I can't so. remember what's happening. All right, moving on with the news yeah. here. Uh, the next piece of news, thanks to Captain Phil Merkel for pointing this out to me. If you watched the first episode of Picard, you notice, and this is not a spoiler, guys, so don't freak out. You notice he had his flute from the Inner Light. If you are interested in the Inner Light, I'm going to drop an eBay link in the chat here. Uh, the script for Star Trek The Next Generation, The Inner Light, is available, as well as a few other things, such as that Qatar probe. Do you remember the? It's like a thing with the thing and the thing. It's a Qatar probe pendant, and there's some um, behind the scenes Polaroids. You know they they do makeup and costume checks with Polaroids, and so those are available. And a few other scripts are available as well. And I'm gonna drop that eBay link into the chat for those of you who want to spend money on Star Trek. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? From the truth is stranger than fiction desk over in the United Kingdom, the Ministry of Defense has a, uh, a scientific advisor, Dame Angela McLean. Dame Angela has tasked two renowned sci-fi writers with creating eight visions of the future for their defense science and technology lab. Um, these guys are no strangers to the complex machinations of international political, the international political military industrial complex. The one guy wrote uh, was a defense journalist for the Wall Street Journal in Washington. The other guy, you know, has done both, uh, has done international affairs and wrote both fiction and nonfiction. But guys, don't automatically jump to alien invasion. Authors like them have predicted or inspired technological in in inventions from cell phones to driverless vehicles and think like you know how star trek like all this little stuff on star trek has come true and new weapons and stuff so here's the question kids and i'm interested in seeing your answers uh we have similar departments like that here in the united states that envision potential threats should we include sci-fi writers if so who and what should they focus on or maybe we already have we don't know I believe Arthur C. Clarke uh, worked on some of that stuff. I, I can't, I won't, don't quote me, per, but I thought I remember reading something like that, that he advised on like kind of alien potential stuff. I believe there was a report back in the Nixon era that they commissioned to what to do if we actually oh, had like a, a visit or something. I, I, that was all part, I think, maybe came out of Project Blue Book. I don't know. Again, I I'd have wonder. to go research it, but I, these are all little things that kind of like are tricky. Who knows? It could have been just a dream I had after I was drinking or something. Who knows? Um, I wonder if, well, there's the chat, if um, that's been updated. I don't know. I, again, I, I think it did exist. I don't know if, if they just laugh it off now. Well, um, and then finally in the news tonight, uh, so since we're doing Robot Month this month, and we are going to have Dave Lafredo on at the end to sort of do an overview of robots in Hollywood. Um, I thought I would look up the 10 best robots from the movies. And last May, the Collider website gave us the list of 10 best robots from the movies. And guys, I absolutely flat out straight up do not agree with their number two choice. 
And that sent me down a rabbit hole of Googling, well, what exactly is the robot? What exactly is an Android? What exactly is this? What exactly is that? Let me list these. And you guys tell me, and Rizzo, I want to hear what you think. Here's the 10 best robots in movies according to Collider. Number 10, C-3PO. Number nine, Tars. Tars is that guy from Interstellar. He was like a box and he had the two legs that went like this. Do you remember him? That's the best. That's number nine. <laughs> number eight, Iron Giant. Sure. Why not? Number seven, Marvel the Paranoid Android from Hitchhikers. Yeah. <laughs> you love okay. Sure, why not? Oh, no. Number I'm six, here's an interesting one. HAL 9000. HAL 9000 was AI. It's not a robot. I think it's an operating system. Which, yeah, it's an AI. Which well, is an AI. which is what sent me down the rabbit That's hole. more Number than an operating five. system. Artificial yeah. intelligence more than operating. Because Hal was autonomous. I mean, he could he could think and reason yeah. and literally yeah, do the same. So I would he was more than he was more than an operating system, but he wasn't a robot. Yeah. Well, no, no, he was, which yeah, which is why I'm gonna argue with number two. Number five, Bishop from Aliens. That's a good one, but again, Android, I think. But again, an Android. Uh, number four, Wally. 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 Number three, the T-800 Terminator. Yeah, right, I think it. the T-800, yeah, it. that was Schwarzenegger's. Um, it, yeah, it was more of a robot than Yeah, it was. he was definitely more of a robot, absolutely. Here's the one I completely and totally disagree with. Number two, Samantha from the movie Her. This is that movie, she's not even, we don't even see her. She's just an operating system. Yeah, I don't. I never saw the movie, but yeah, yeah, you got to see it. Not, it's, 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 again, it's whatever their definition is. I guess. Yeah. But, uh, well, we're going to talk about the definition right now. I and hope, the, number I hope. One, the number one robot in all of movies, R two D two. See, I just well, I like. Don't get me wrong, I love R two D two, but Robbie's not in there. Nope, Robbie's the not B, in there. The B the B five from from uh, Nope, Lost in Space. Nope, not in there. Come on. Here, so after wait, the Iron Giant's in there and Robbie's not in there. Exactly. <laughs> it's a problematic list at best. I mean, I don't think Samantha a really Hal. I mean, I love Hal. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big Hal but fan. To me, Hal's Hal. like an opera is like AI he's, or he's an AI. He's, he's an operation. AI. Yeah, he's an AI. So here's the thing. So I started looking like I'm like Googling what the hell's a robot. Thank you, Martin. I knew it was. I knew it was B something. You guys got it. Um, <laughs> bizarrely, bizarrely enough, the Oxford Dictionary and the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, I disagree with their definition of robot because you know how they have multiple entries? Their first entry is said something like, oh, the Oxford one is right here. It says, a robot is a machine, machine designed to look like a human being. And I'm like, no. No, that's an Android. That's not right. Here's the definition. I got this from Grammarist. Grammarist.com. This is the definition that I feel is the most accurate. A robot is a machine that can carry out a series of tasks often written in a computer program. A robot may or may not look like a human being. An android is a robot that's designed to look like a human being. Therefore, all androids are robots, but not all robots are androids. Discuss. I, I, that's pretty close to what I would think. I would think the Android would be more autonomous than a robot. Robot follows set programs and, and may have personality. Again, we see that because but the there's movies, an initial the movies have given them personality. But even in the AI we have now, like chat, uh, GP, whatever, GP, yeah. whatever it is, uh, even data, I believe, if I'm remembering data correctly, there is initial programming until like, it learns it's smart it becomes, enough to become yeah. Speaking of that chat, GT thing. Did you see this story where the where 
it was trying to, the guy was having the conversation with it. It was trying to get him to leave his wife for the, for the AI. Oh yes. The guy's like, it was getting really creepy. Yes. (laughs) I did see that. I, someone was telling me about that this weekend and I was like, Oh my God. There's a John Oliver. Actually, if you watch the John Oliver show on HBO did just this past Sunday, did a whole show on AI and he goes over that and, and what the problems are with these software where, um, they did one where uh, it's my, Microsoft did it with, they called it, it was like basically like a, a Twitter thing where it would, it would, would learn from Twitter. Yeah. And it started out, it started out with, Hey, you know, I really like s- sunsets and you know, the stuff that like a teenager. Yeah, nice like. right. And then within hours, it was anti-Semitic yeah. hate speech that yeah. the thing was going on about hating this and that. Yeah. And I don't even to repeat what it said. Oh, they literally pulled it after a few hours, like offline because the thing went. Cause it went crazy. Cause yeah. it went crazy. So um, I see you that. You want Spynet? Cause that's how you get Skynet. That's how you get Spynet. Yeah. <laughs> or, or something like Raised by Wolves. I don't know if you guys saw Raised by Wolves on HBO, but they Yeah, were... that was not a group favorite of mine. And I no, don't no, really no, but, but they were Android season. and they were very, very advanced Android. Right. Yes. They and when were. you get them like, like the Westworld TV show Androids that are like, Bill is pointing out, yeah, it, robots have been welding cars since the 70s. Yeah, there are industrial robots. If you go to targettech.com, they have fantastic, because I think they build robots. They have a fantastic overview. See, in my mind, it's well, what a spectrum. Boston Dynamics has been doing. Or Boston Dynamics, yes. In my mind, there's a spectrum. There's the, this end where they're the clunky robotic metal boxes that all the way up to the datas and the raised by wolves and the very human and they're like the ones you can't discern that they are, you know, the blade runner, the replicants like that to me, it's the spectrum. But, but the statement, all androids are robots, but not all robots are androids. Is that accurate? Do you think? 50 50 little column a little column b i don't know you know i have to think about that one um i say yes because i think there's initial program well, I mean, I just, the, the, but... the, the term robot is very broad so yes. yes i guess it does probably it does have some merit that statement um but i like when i think of a robot i think of something that is very mechanical metal or so to speak not any kind of rubber flesh simulant you know simulation or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it and it and it has more of a specific purpose. It's not just here to mimic human behavior, yes. but it was built to like Wally just to collect yes, and crush garbage. That's what it and it just developed a personality. Yeah. Even R2D2 is an astromech droid droid. Its primary purpose well, is to droid. navigate space. Droid is short for Android. So you would think it would look more human. But it's not. It doesn't. But again, we're talking about a galaxy far, far away. That's true. Did you know George Lucas coined the word "droid" in 1977 for the movie? Like, I did not. That's what Grim, 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 whatever the movie, whatever website I was just was on. That's what they say that George Lucas came up with that. I believe it. I totally believe droid. I need to confirm that. I don't know, but yeah, I believe it. And then, just as a side note, guys, cyborgs are something that starts out biological and then has stuff added to it, like the six million dollar man. He's technically a cyborg. cyborg. That's completely just FYI. Yeah, we're not doing them. We're not doing them right now. That's completely different. We're strictly in robots and androids and that weird scale of where do they fall? I'm sticking more towards the robot mechanical. We're sticking a little robot, but when we talk talk to Dave Lofredo, I'm sure we're going to. Yeah, we're going to have a, like I said, at the end of the month, we're going to get Dave Fredo's going to come on. And here, speaking uh, of human attributes, here's the other thing is, is there a movie 
is there a movie or TV show that has robots where the robots are not anthropomorphized, meaning they are not given human traits? Because to tell the story, Wally has a lot of human Well, I mean, The Matrix. I mean, aside from the aside from the programs in the Matrix, which are not robots, well, in the outside real world, those squid things don't they fall under AI operating system category? Well, they're they're no, they I think they're controlled by a master AI, but they're all. But they're like, anthropomorphic. They look like humans. They no, 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 like no, no. That's in the program. I'm talking well, about out in the things. real world. Those squid things, squid things, would start tearing apart, and the things that would remember the things that came and took the the, the babies or the people. Yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, plucked them and plucked put them. them out. Yeah, so those were completely all right. Not, fair enough. Um, yep, fair enough. Those are not anthro. Although they were scary, like they would search and then they'd find you, and that's a little. Well, bit I, think, human. I think even in this movie, Wally. Okay, uh, the 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 main. The main bad guy, which was the the ship's main Otto. computer, if you will, Otto, was not. He looked like a ship's wheel. I mean, that's what he was supposed to look like. In case you didn't figure that yes. out. Yes, <laughs> I don't mean anthro. I don't mean anthropomorphized with. You I mean, mean having like, human traits in their and behavior. And, yes, Wally, despite not looking and short circuit is another good example. Despite not looking human at all, they had they still had eyebrows that were right. like, they they, they gave you emotion. the feeling of right, 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 right. You knew when Wally was. Well, I, I'm, I'm you still knew when Wally was curious. I'm still going to stick with the Matrix on that one. Um, Are there any others? Because most, you know, well, somebody mentioned Huey Dewey <laughs> from Silent Running. They, they, although they had, you yeah, Otto was so they, had that, they had that Star Wars droid kind of a feel but to even them. R two, who had no facial expressions through his chirping and beeping, you still got the well, sense. Yeah, because when he was sad, he'd go. Yeah. When he spun up. Yeah, that sound when he wound up. I mean, the robot from Get Spark, Chris, uh, Chris LaRoche, was that was if anybody was an android, that would be him, right? I mean, remember, he was basically I mean, a human being, he was especially a human being. Oh, batteries not included, um, Chris. I love that movie. They were little alien ships, though. I don't know, were they robots, Chris? I don't remember. I remember them flying around. I thought they were, I thought they were aliens. Bill keeps bringing up Gort. I think he really wants to talk Gort. about the so. <laughs> well, we look at Hey, we're looking at a lot of robots. We haven't chosen our next movie. Gort really didn't do much. Gort stood at the end of the ramp and looked badass. Yeah, he was just there for threat. He really <laughs> he was didn't threat do level much. four. He just kind of stood there. <laughs> like you didn't really want to mess with him. You didn't want to mess with him. He had the little eye. <laughs> thing, the Remember in Black Hole, um, Maximilian. When yeah. Maximilian's Maximilian was scary from he from was scary. Black Hole. He was end, scary like, with the blades. Yeah, the rotating blades. And that everything. was really yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, Maximilian was kind of a scary. But again, I think you're right. He was. He had. He had human traits in the sense that you were kind of afraid. You know what I'm saying? It's that. Yeah. They give these so if they're gonna do a movie about robots with robots, they gotta give these robots well, a way to communicate. If, if you don't connect with them exactly on that human level, then we it's no different than yeah, I don't know, any piece of hardware in your house. I mean, you don't exactly you don't, you don't get emotionally attached to your microwave. Eh, I got a nice toaster. I don't know. You know, I get emotionally attached to my cars. Like I'm always I do. I agree with that. I, I do it's time to turn you know, into a car and get a new little, car. My little red sports car. My little like you're excited about the new car, but then you think of all the years with the old car. I don't really get that attached, but oh, I do. I pass. Well, my then car. this is the guy with the Jeep that's from '98 that I've had since brand <laughs> new, so and can't give it up. So 
I guess I'm not one to talk. Anyway, we've spent 20 minutes and we haven't talked about this. Movie. Okay, we're All right, we don't. Do we have a drink tonight? Or no? I, I I didn't have one. I'm gonna post it in the chat because I didn't have time. I've been really busy at work. So <laughs> oh, the toast. Um, oh yes, Bill. The toast. The battle start. The Cylons. They are robots that don't really. They're not anthro. Well, they are kind of anthropomorphized. They are. They walk and they vaguely those, humanoid. Yeah, that, those were. Those were but kind did of they different. they have any emotional content? They just buy your command. That's no, all. they were, yeah. Well, we talk about the original Battlestar or the 2004 Battlestar? Oh, Bill, did you mean the reboot or the original? Because the reboot, oh, they, now they became androids or cybernetic. Right, they, they evolved. Yeah, or cybernetic organisms. Like after, as... after androids, when you really get into the fleshy ones, that's a cybernetic organism, right? Yeah. Well, yes, I think they are more. They, they let's they, put that they on our are, sliding they're scale. They're sort of grown, but there's, 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 yeah, I think there's like Bishop and Aliens. He was stuff. He was. Well, see, now he was. They're talking about the original Battlestar. Those were because remember, the, the original Cylons were, were aliens, they were flesh and blood aliens that they built their own robots and eventually i guess the lore is is that they were take they took over but remember in the very first battle star we saw the supreme commander and he was like this weird oh yeah that's right yeah, 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 yeah. and then eventually that just disappeared and they became all robots or and then, yeah or, that's true you know and yeah. jeff scudders are great classic robots i'm gonna argue that the robots from mysteries martin that the robots from mystery science theory 3000 they're highly anthropomorphized they're very human. They tell jokes. They speak with human inflection. Oh yeah, they, absolutely. They're they're human. The Borg. The uh, Borg are interesting. They're android. They're, again, they're, they're cyborgs. cyborgs. They're cyborgs. Borg are cyborgs. Yeah, Lucifer. Right? Was the, yep, Lucifer. was the well? Lucifer was not the commander. He was like the shit. He was like the base ship commander. You guys are good at this. Done All right. by done done voiced by none other than Doctor Smith himself. Dr. Smith himself. Yes, Jonathan. <laughs> I just had his name in him. Harris. 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 Thank you. Thank you. So anyway, um, so let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about Wally a little bit. Wally. Like, Wally. Okay. Now look, kids, it, between Wally and Avatar, if I'm going to be preached at about the environment, I would like the Wally preaching. Please. I like the Wally version better. I will take that. I There's oh, a lot of stuff in this movie. Actually, I just rewatched it, and I hadn't seen it probably in many years. And it really is a good movie. It's fun, and it is it is a kid's movie. Um, you know, but I think adults can join. But I think you're right. There's a huge environmental message in this film. But it, it, it hits you over the it. head. It hits you over the head, like, again, with a pillow. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's not – it's obvious. It's so obvious what they're trying to say that they're not being subtle about it. But it's okay because we all know that – it's a joke, and I love that 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 basically everything has become this one massive mega corporation. By and large, by and low, B and L. So everything's B and L. Everything on the planet is B and L, and of course we, including maybe the government. It seems. Yeah, like. because yeah, because at the that's what the guy that C Shelby forthright. That's the guy who, who would come on. That's the was the actual human character. That was Fred Willard. Yeah. He was the president, but he was also representing the company. Yes. Say, if you're the president of the world or whatever. He was both. He'd be like if Jeff Bezos became Yeah, yeah exactly. 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 So yeah. um but yeah they destroyed the environment and they left. And why Wally was the only little trash droid 
um, which stands for Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class. Earth Class versus, and we do see A Class. We do see Axiom Class in yeah. briefly in the movie. Right, the big, they're much bigger. The bigger yeah. ones in the trash. Yeah, the Axiom is obviously a very massive, massive ship. It has like 80 decks or something. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, we assume it left earth in the 21 something oh we know when it left earth hang on i can tell you this because they're gone they say they've been gone for 700, well, gone 700 years, years it's meant it's to be a five here this this is a little like i'm questioning this it was meant to be a five-year trip where we right. were done before um but they're gone for 700 years what were they eating because they didn't know what plants were. well there was there was you know it's funny i thought of that and there's one line where it says they, something they, about they food replication have... systems so they had some kind of system on there. Did you see that greenhouse or hydroponics or any of that? We don't know. I mean, so it's not really the point, is it? Did they bring they were cows? Just regenerating their own poop and dead people. Uh, it's people. All right, kids. Joe says 2110. 21 to hang on. I had the data when they left in my notes somewhere. It was 700 years, and it was my son. It was in the 24th. My it was in the 22nd century. So um, yeah, it's the 22nd century. So yeah, this thing, you're absolutely right. It hits you over the head with a pillow. Cause here's the thing, you know, immediately what this thing's going to be in about, like, you know, the message of the movie, like in the, but you're too busy enjoying the whole first third of the movie. There's no dialogue. No, you're right. I was, in fact, I was going to point that out. It's just like, it's just no talking. And, buzzes and, you, and the little cockroach. He says Wally and she says Eve, or they say nothing, or she says directive. Like yeah. that's it. There's no dialogue and you know what it's charming and sweet and adorable and you don't mind right. it's, it's that a robot love story it's a robot love story it's what it is and it does follow a very predictable sure path yep um I so there's it. no big surprises in it um again it, this is clearly a g-rated movie it's yes it's written yeah, for yeah. children yeah. um but i think adults can enjoy it um, I thought one of the funnier scenes was when they, when they, when, when she, she, you know, she sees the plant and she goes into her little comatose state and then the, the mothership comes or whatever to pick her up. Yeah. And he's leaving, they're leaving the planet. He's hanging on the outside he's and desperate. they blow through this entire cloud of space junk. Yes. Which, which is, is another, another, which is a current problem. Yes. It's a current but problem. But not to that level, but they always, every time we see something like this, they're Sputnik. Every time, every time. Which, they put in reality, Sputnik is not still up there. It did. It I did believe come it back must down. have burned up by now. I think it burned up. I think it's yeah. gone. But, but still, Doc Alexander, there is dead. You're Doc. It. Is it still up there? It's not still up there. It's so but it's Sputnik's always up there. It's always up there. Oh, the only green in the whole movie is this is the little plants. Like that's the only green. Nothing else is green. Well, at the very, very end, after they're back on oh, Earth, there's, there's a shot where they pull away, and you see over the hill. There's a lot of green plants. Yes. That it was just, you know, that really was bad where the city was, but we assume that the rest of the planet was recovering. And just since we note since we've noted that Wally stands for waste allocation, whatever, whatever, Eve stands for extraterrestrial vegetation evaluator. Now, as I was doing the research for this movie, I noticed a lot of people complain that she was a little trigger happy. And she was shooting. If she was there to look for life, she might have been shooting the life she was looking for. Well, that was the other thing. Her the programming was vegetation evaluator. She was only looking for vegetation, which yeah. largely does not move. Some of it does move, but for the most part, it would not have been moving. So I, yeah. But she was well, heavily again, armed. It was, again, her scouting mission. She was heavily armed. Don't don't dig too deep. 
Gotta dig a little deep. Gotta dig a little bit. Too deep into this. Um, We totally ignored the cockroach, which is life. And the cockroach, yeah, that's funny. But that was again. That's kind of the. That's kind of the one of the tropes that the cockroaches will survive the nuclear war. You know that the cockroaches will outlive us all because they can survive in radiation and all this other stuff. So, you know, even if we really ruin the environment for humans, my guess is there'll be some kind of life. It 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 finds a way. <laughs> Life finds a way. <laughs> but here's the thing is like if you actually look at the trash, like look at the planet that they left behind, they did build they did finally build like windmills and stuff, but like on top of piles of waste. So it it's like they I think it was waste. I think I think Wally did that. Oh, Wally was the one because Wally was the, was the one building the buildings of trash because you remember they saw where he had a clearing. Oh, there's a nuclear plant too. There's a nuke and then a plant, and then there's the wind turbines, and they're on top of the waste. So oh. I, what I got from that was that the humans waited until it was too late, and then they tried, and it was just too late. Yeah, maybe. And again, I think you're, I think you're reading too much. But Wally was building the, the the buildings of trash. Yeah, Wally made the pyramidy buildings. Yeah. There were still regular yeah. buildings left too. Right, right. There was. There was. There was. Yeah. So but, that was one of the things I love. Of course, they get to the axiom, which is this, which they implied originally that there was more than one. Yeah. Ship, but, but then, then only, we only get the one. one. And of course, now 700 years of sitting on floating lounge chairs, they're all huge, which I thought was hysterical. Like giant the first time I saw it, I thought that was really funny because, oh, that's pretty accurate. Would. That's think, exactly I, how we I would think do That's all. exactly what human race would do. We're halfway there now. Have you guys we're ever seen the lounging big, on yeah, the couch? We're already turning into big fat slobs. So, <laughs> I mean, and we have, and we're not that, that, that waited upon. <laughs> like, look at me. So, I have a damn, didn't they all have a cup in there? <laughs> yeah, a cup. Yeah, everything. Well, that was the funny thing. Everything was like, everything was. I'm halfway there. Everything was a shake. So like get the your remember was there quint, remember was there seven hundred year there quint I don't even know how the the the, the number Sept- get your uh, cupcake in a cup Sept- cupcake Sept- in a cup oh that's right cupcake in a cup oh. and so. they just were like completely dialed into their screens which yeah. also I am half with I spent so much time on my damn phone right well that was the funniest joke the two guys were literally right next to each other having a conversation by a screen. Which is not that far from the truth, because my wife and daughter have done that in the same house. Literally had text chat, <laughs> and they're literally two rooms apart. So yeah, so don't it, it's 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 coming. We're there, people. It's coming. We are from. there. We are completely. And this was what? What year was this? Two thousand eight. So just, it was right after right after smartphones. Two thousand seven is I mean, the this thing, this thing it did take place in twenty eight oh five, but this thing did make some interesting and accurate predictions. Oh yeah, totally right on the, the money. <laughs> like by really and large, it. it was like Amazon. Like by and large, it's basically the Amazon of that planet of so Walmart. Planet. I think they were going after Walmart. Or Walmart, yeah, they're right. Amazon probably is is a current. Or like Costco, because yeah, it had the by and large gas station too. So yeah, everything was by by and large. Everything but Bezos, but I mean, think about it. Bezos has Blue Origin, so he's like halfway to building his own. You know, I don't know if you guys have looked at Amazon now has like a medical clinic thing, and they're doing they're doing pharmacy stuff now. No, you're kidding. Yeah, it's crazy. Pretty soon, yeah. Amazon. I think you're right. Amazon is becoming the BNL of our of our reality, and and I'm I'm guilty. I buy, I'm I probably paid for half of one of those stupid space beans. I used to use a lot of Amazon. I'm trying to cut <laughs> back. 
Martin says you haven't mentioned the Twinkie, the one that the roach he runs yeah. in. Well, those will last, right? That was, yeah, that was funny. And it was the Twinkie. Is, is it wasn't good. called Twinkie in the show that was called. No, it was something else because of, yeah. But yeah, of course, because the joke with Twinkies is, is that they will last. Unless you're talking about Ghostbusters Twinkie. That's a whole other thing. That's that's a hell of a, that's one big Twinkie. That's one big Twinkie. <laughs> It'd be um, a Twinkie this size of. Tell them about the Twinkie. Tell them about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? Uh, so what do we got here? Um, bah, 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 looking through my notes. So the dialogue. So there was no dialogue in so, this thing. It was just so the well, it was. I mean, but it was eventually. Captain, the captain and Otto had yeah. quite. And the, and and the and John, had, so they there, was, talk, there was yeah. there was talking, but the robots. But we want to talk about the robots on the ship. I thought that's when it really got kind of took off because this is like when you talk about a robot movie. The robots were really the focus. I mean, not the only were the two were main good. characters robots, but all the other little robots. The robots were interesting. The robot sick bay where all the robots may have been a little crazy. Yeah. That was the fun part. Yeah, the one that was the, the, the robotic umbrella that was yeah, the umbrella and the guy the one that was painting. The one that was well, the one the massage one that was going crazy and beating everything up. That's the one that took out all the all the police robots. The, yeah, yeah, he's like smashing them and everything so that's what i thought it was really cool because again when i think of robots i think of these very specific devices built to do a specific set of tasks and yeah. that's what this ship is every every little yes. task had its own little robot that did yes. jump that. the one that even, cleaned everything even the robot by the pool that was like no splashing yeah yes <laughs> they had their own jobs it everything wasn't like had a very specific job that was their job and i think that's what to me that's one of the reasons i kind that of is exactly what like, you this think is of. Like essential robots do everything yes you have, you have very instead of building one or two robots that can do a lot of things they built a million different kinds of robots that did one specific they job did their own task including eve they built even her eve. task was yeah. to go look for vegetation so so somebody spent a lot of time and then i love the fact that they follow the little Light path. The lines were the people did too. Again, a real thing because a lot but of factories that have mobile robots will do that. They will follow. In fact, we're putting in our new pavilion at the hospital. We have robots that UMass we're that has those lines on the floor. Yeah, and well, that's what it you is. You go to UMass Medical and you need to go to where X-ray. Follow. The well, line. yeah, that's an old thing, but these are actually things embedded in the floor that the robot will follow. So, like, literally, we have this new building opening up, and it will have robots that will bring. The pharmacy that will deliver drugs and stuff. Are they going to be better? Than, I have you guys ever seen the robots in the supermarkets? They're really tall and thin. Yeah, I've seen them. I don't. I've never dealt like used it. I have a video on my Insta. I took of one just like not plowing down a lady, but like completely ignoring this lady and like going. She had to like get out of his way because he just was going like. Well, you know, and that's and that's another thing that again, and that they they brought up, you know the way they learn wrote these the these AIs learn is only what we put into it. Yeah, that's so you true. remember you remember the Uber car that hit the person? The Uber the automated it was an automated oh, Tesla? auto no it was an no it was an autonomous Uber vehicle that hit a pedestrian. Okay, yeah. The pedestrian jaywalked. Apparently the system was never trained to deal with a pedestrian yeah, in who's not in crosswalk because that's all it was ever taught. The other thing they also tend, they tends to be, again, they tend to always use, when they use these examples, this was a great in the show that I watched, they use they always seem to use males. They, they tend to be white or light colored. So again, these are, and the robot's only learning what it's given. You can give them a thousand examples, but if they're all the same, it's only going to learn 
one thing. Little boy, yeah, little white boy. So, so again, as and I'm pretty sure, oh. again, over time, as we get more data into these things, they will learn better and they will be able to recognize situations. But anyway, systemic racism. We're kind of like moving on back to the robot. They're talking about robots in the chat. They have some really great examples. Yeah. So the the general gist is that irrational love can overcome any programming, but because there was no dialogue, um, the sound, the Foley work and the sound and the music became really, really important. And they spent a lot of time, the director and the, the writer uh, looked at Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin movies to make sure they got silent storytelling right. And you know, I'm going to say, I think they did. Yep, I agree with that. Dennis is, Jeff is saying the cleaning, he messes with the cleaning robot at Walmart. Be careful. You're going to end up in a dual situation. Where Dennis the, doesn't have a thing on the floor. He's following you home. <laughs> The villain, so Otto is kind of the villain, but isn't really like the institution of BNL. Well, they? I think you're, yeah, you're getting a little, I don't know. Yes, I guess you could look at it that way. I mean, or or they also was the savior because if they hadn't had the axiom and they were trying to clean up the planet, but it failed. True. Um, if they hadn't sent the axiom out with all the people on it, there would be no human race left That's to populate true. the earth. So. Which also, there were babies. Like, we definitely saw babies. Yeah, no, they were. Well, they obviously weren't the original crew. They're 700 years old. You know, 700 years later. They actually show that really well in the captain's quarters because you see the first captain. Yeah, you see the captain. Debonair man. And as they went through the generations, they got fatter and fatter and fatter until they got. They lived the pretty long, though. They, did you notice that they were captains for over a hundred years? So they were they yeah. had pretty long lives. Well, one would think so. You know, I mean, but that was the funny thing. Otto was always in the background. That was yeah, kind Otto of was always, he was always the one looming, really controlling the situation. Looming in the background. Directive A113, which is a little Pixar. That's a little Pixar Easter egg. A113 uh, come, pops up in every single Pixar movie, and it is a classroom where the original Pixar animators. Uh, at Caltech or UCLA. I'm not sure where it was a classroom where they all studied uh, filmmaking yeah. or animation. Well, again, I know I've mentioned this. If you watch Disney's Light and Magic, you see that Pixar was basically part of it was ILM, and yeah. it split when when yes. one wanted to keep doing models and the other one wanted to do um, CGI and, and they didn't. So they said, you know what? We don't want to deal with models anymore. We just want to do CGI. Yeah. So they broke off and became their own company. And there are a number of Pixar uh, Easter eggs in this movie, including a couple of the characters from Toy Story. You see them tucked away in uh, Wally's, you know, he's in that truck thing. Right. He's on yeah. the shelves. There's a lot of those things tucked away and there's some other stuff here and there. Just little nods to other And they people. do that a lot in their films, of course. Alex. Thanks, Dave. Of course, they always have John Ratzenberger in there at least once for a few lines. And John Ratzenberger is in there, <laughs> well, too. That's kind of like their, their Dave, Easter egg. Are you just Where is John Ratzenberger in this film? He's everywhere. He's everywhere you want to be. Uh, Dave Lafredo was joining us. Dave is going to be joining us at the end of the month. I kind of wish you had seen our opening conversation, Dave. We had a whole conversation on the definition of robot like robot all the way up to android and everything in between so and i'm sure we'll be talking about that when we see you at the end of the month so yeah so this is a classic like i said this is a, a classic little robots like in the most classic definition of robots but again they are all anthropomorphized because you have to be able to have get some emotion out of them get some feeling out of them in order to relate to them 
And I think we're going to be seeing that a lot in the films that we'll be covering this month as, you know, as we look at all these different robots, you kind of have to be able to tell a story with it, you know? So I've been here the whole time. Well, hi, Dave, you sneaky guy. He's been hiding. He's been sneaking he's in the background. Well, see, now Dave can watch us now because we're on YouTube as well. Yeah, he's more on YouTube. Yeah, because he won't no. go on the Book of Faces. No, no I don't um, blame him. <laughs> the, so the live action cast, um, Ben Burt, who's the sound designer, and he'd done a, he'd done a bunch of work for Star Wars, uh, a bunch of sound designs for Star Wars. He was Wally and a bunch of other, he was like a bunch of the stuff. Um, Alyssa Knight, who's not an actress, but just a Pixar employee. She was Eve. Uh, Jeff Garland, who we probably know best from the the Goldbergs, was the captain. Um, he's actually in, uh, he's actually well known for uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. As well. And Curb Your Enthusiasm, yes, yeah. he's in that well. The text-to-speech program for the Apple Macintosh computer, Macintosh, was Auto. And that was real. John Ratzenberger and Kathina Jimmy are John and Mary. And of course, Sigourney Weaver is the Axioms computer. Oh, and Fred Willard. Fred Willard is Shelby. Shelby Ford's right. He plays the, yeah, bass. he's like the only, he's one of the only, um, well, he's like the only live action person in the film. Yeah. It's kind of interesting this, that they did that, that instead of yeah. everybody else is animated except him. This I don't know the, why they made that choice. Him, but I think there's a couple, when they're trying to sell the cruise. I think yeah, they have like actual video. Um, Real yeah. humans, which is kind of odd. Yeah. There are no Roy, uh, no roads this week. No roads at all. Uh, well, yes, there are artists, a lot of artists, VFX and special effects and uh, all those guys. They all have worked on various Star Trek projects, but no acting roads. However, I am going to put up a little deleted scene here. And if you listen to it, um, the captain, no, it's not the captain. It's the Shelby Forthright character. The Shelby Forthright character in this little deleted scene has a decidedly, distinctly Shatner-esque performance to him. So I'm going to go ahead and put that in the chat you guys can check it out later um it's it's kind of cute and kind of funny they had they went through a couple iterations on this thing and i i think they settled on the right they had a slightly different ending it was going to be eve who got hurt and wally that helped her but then they switched it to make it wally that got hurt and eve that helped and it they they did it right it, it's yeah just, i mean it was that essential theme is that love conquers not everything including programming yeah, Martin, yes, love conquers everything. Martin, we forgot about the clips from Hello Dolly. Yes, there were a bunch of clips from Hello Dolly, um, including the one of the holding hands, which wasn't in the original movie. They had to actually get the right, actually ask permissions and get the rights to kind of digitally zoom in on that to recreate that. The other cool thing about the Hello Dolly is the guy that did the music for this movie was Thomas Newman. His uncle, Lionel Newman, did the screen adaptation of the stage play Hello Dolly. When it was a movie, he did the music for that. So Hello Dolly kind of runs in that family. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny though that I, I this kind of bugged me is that he uh he finds this VHS tape 
And it's like, okay, we are so far past VHS. I know they're probably sitting in dumps everywhere now, but he, you'd think he would have found a DVD or something. It's like you told me at the beginning, don't dig too deep. Don't the dig too deep. Would not I know, but it was like, I was like, why does he have a VHS tape? He had a stash of batteries. That must be how he powered everything. No, he had solar because he'd open up his yeah, thing. And there was, was remember the, it was like the, duh, that was like the yeah, window. He late. was solar, but he also had batteries in his truck. But then he might have been recharging them with so he might have been recharging them so because he had the Christmas lights. He had the Christmas time. lights and he had his screen and he had like an iPod or something that played the Yeah, yeah. He had some, that's how he was playing the show at one point. He had that yeah. music on the thing. So so yeah, so there was a mix of technology, which would make sense if it's all garbage and he's sifting through trash. Yeah, there was a mix of technology. I guess it would make sense for that, but it was kind of funny, you know, that he did a quite a bit of work in seven hundred years. Well, hey, he had, plenty of, he had yeah. plenty of time to do Think it. Think about if they had left a whole bunch of them running, it might have cleaned up the whole place. Well, you do see another one. There are others because he has scrap parts. I mean, they, yeah. they just, well, that they broke down. They, broke they, down they, they, they broke down, yeah. yeah. He was scavenging for parts and tracks and whatever. And by the way, the eyes were modeled off of a pair of binoculars. Oh, that's what the, which they were kind of remind they must have the same thing because I know we've talked about short circuit. You know, number five is a lot. Had a similar number five, and he had head. similar treads too, didn't he? Also yeah. have that kind of triangle, yeah, kind of a tread. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this thing cost 180 million. It grossed 532. That's a win for Pixar. Good job, Pixar, with your little robot movie, with your little non-speaking. It's actually the sweetest movie. Like I don't. I... Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. It's a good movie. You can certainly, obviously, G, so you can watch it with anybody. Watch with your and, yeah, and it's entertaining. And that's what I always liked about the Pixar films, especially with a, you know like having a kid growing up in the last 20 years. Um, I could go see a lot of these films, and as an adult, not go. Oh, I have to sit through this horrible, you know, whatever, um, you know, film. They were all enjoy. They're enjoyable, whether it was Madagascar films or they're, they're always usually pretty Madagascar good. Madagascar had a couple of really funny. Madagascar, movies. the original one was was really good. Yeah. Um, the penguins themselves, like they the penguins ended up making their own, and that was the guy. Yeah, that was the director. <laughs> you love those little penguins, and they're yeah, they ended up having their own TV show. I think at one point, didn't they? Is a TV or a short or their own movie or something? Like yeah. they were just Wachowski or whatever their names were, and the one saluting, and the one was in charge. Well, the one was, again, you talk about they were like a Captain weird little Kirk. squad. Yeah, but it was like talk about Captain Kirk. The the original the, the head guy was kind of like Captain Kirk. The head, yeah, that's the right. He was, was like Captain Kirk. -like. He was yeah. very Kirk-like. Chris is saying so. the Pixar shorts are still enjoyable. They absolutely are. And did you guys notice at the beginning of this movie, there's the bouncing Pixar light, and then Wally rolls up and takes out his incandescent bulb yeah. and puts in what looks like a CFL. I believe it's a CFL. In, right, because that then the LEDs hadn't come in. Because in 2008, yeah, we were still on CFL. It was yeah. the best we had. So, um, Thank God that's... Well, you, all, you know the, the history with the bouncing light. That was their test. Yes. That was their test animation that they did. What was the name? I don't know. Their technology. They did the short with the light doing its thing. And yeah. now it just became their, their logo. Yeah. So. Is um, Bound and Rebound Pixar too? Do you guys know Bound and? Well, no. But once Pixar started launching, particularly with Toy Pixar? Story, a lot of the other studios started jumping on the animation stuff. Yeah, if you guys want to see an adorable animation, a Pixar short that is freaking adorable, Boundin, B-O-U-N-D-I-N. 
I can recite it word for word. It is one of my all-time favorites. But yeah, it, 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 it can kind of show you the evolution of Pixar themselves. They've come a long way from when they first broke away from Disney to what they're churning out now. Luxar Jr. Yes, thank you, Martin. I knew the light had a name. The name of the light, the bouncing light, is Luxar Jr. That's right. Yeah, All right, kids. It was pretty impressive at the time. Um, it's I still impressive. That. Pixar. Well, I remember seeing Toy Story. What was it? 1980, Yeah, whatever. Toy Story or something. Whenever it came out originally, and being amazed at Kowalski. that technology. Look at how much it's improved. What was the one? I think it was a Disney one. I don't know. Was it the? It was a Bug's Life. And one of the things they did was they did outtakes at the end, like or it was on the DVD. Yes, and they did the outtakes. Yes, they, as if they were screwing up their lines, and people yes. were like, people actually thought that those are like you realize they have to make that. They don't actually like. There was actually people that thought those were really outtakes. Like I, I was wondering about. I'm like, okay, did the actors script? And if so, why would they? No, they scripted all that it all. Extra time it was all scripted. It that. Was, no, it was all scripted. It was all the scripted. funniest part of it. They all scripted and they just made it as a joke. No, 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 no. You know who else did outtakes? Uh, Monsters, Monsters Inc. They yeah, had again, that really was, uh, cute outtakes. That's, that's not Pixar. With Who's Sully uh, and that is it is Pixar, like, right? Yeah, Pixar. Yeah, is Pixar. Yeah, I love, I love, I love Monsters Inc. So I do um, too. <clears throat> I do too. I'm going to bound it. We did Monsters Inc. We show. did. Sully and Mike. So anyway, yeah. So so this movie again. Um, I loved. I liked. I liked the fact that the message was 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 there. Obvious. It wasn't the main theme of the movie. The main nope. theme of the movie is this love story between the robots. Um, it's very cute. It's it's heartwarming. Um. You know, and I'm not that type of person. Generally, don't like that type of you know film. You're not a touchy feely kind of guy. Touchy feely kind of guy, but I did like this one, and it was entertaining. The jokes were good. Um, you know, when they had them, so I liked the little robot that kept trying to clean everything. No, he became he became obsessed. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I need one of those. He was like a Roomba. Basically, he's our little Roomba. Well, that's the thing. You know, you talk about robots, and that's we look at the age we have now. We have robots that are already supposedly you know that clean our floors and we have robots and we have those. operating systems we can talk right about. well talk about all these and we have know, chat activated GPC, like yeah talk about the smart home you know i can turn lights on and off in the house and and other functions and adjust the temperature just by yeah. talking to the system not even i mean talk about star trek yeah you know i mean yeah, I remember cool. they pointed Computer out their like, lights at you know whatever when next gen first came on the air there was a scene where data Jordy or Worf, one of them walks into Data's room and he's playing like three different pieces at once on the computer, three different pieces of music at once on the computer. Yeah. And he's like, ah, turn off. That was not possible when that show aired. And now I could literally do that right now if I wanted to. I could fire three different things right now and make noise. <laughs> like, you, could do it. You, just need, you would just need three different stereos running at the same time. No, no, I could run three at the same time on my laptop, which is what he was Oh, doing. yes, 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 yes. But I'm saying, yeah, you can't, yeah, you couldn't do it out of the same piece of equipment, right? I know what you're saying. Well, you can't. Our, stereos right can handle that. Our laptops probably could. Yeah, your laptop could do it. Yeah. Sure. But anyway, yeah, but it, well, as we know, with Star Trek has always kind of shown us the future in many ways. Star so. Trek has shown us the future in many ways, yeah. So, All right, kids. Okay. <laughs> 
Mary Beth's had enough. <laughs> I'm ready for bed. She's ready for bed. It's <laughs> not even eight o'clock yet. We got eight minutes. I need All to right. go up in my. No, phone it's fine. It's fine. You know, we'll, we'll talk. So next week, I don't know what we're. What do you think for next I week? What thinking, do you, yeah, I'm thinking. I was kind of leaning towards iRobot, the Willie Smith one. It would be a nice contrast. It's since not that anything like the actual. Well, you book. know what? You know what might be an interesting one. It might be Ex Machina. Yeah, I have to watch that. I I have never seen it. It's interesting. It's, it's, you know what's fascinating about. Be honest with you, the reason I haven't watched it because my wife watched it and she hated it. Uh, okay, well, you watch it independently of her. But the thing of it is, is the way they uh, the way they have designed the. It's an android. Her face is the actress playing the face, but you can see into the head and into the neck and see the right. Gears. No, I'm familiar with the. I'm familiar. That's with fascinating to me. If you don't like the story or whatever, just ignore that and just look at the beautiful work they did designing this android she's not fully robot but not fully human like she's well, it's just kind of it's kind of what they did in iRobot because remember he kind of had a face oh yeah iRobot kind of has the face but the face, face is but really blank this is um Alicia Vikander playing the so it's a real girl's face whereas in iRobot it's that very very blank face that they all have the same face don't they it's funny, Dennis, you mentioned the 70s Westworld. That is one that we're... We talked about that tonight. The 70s Westworld is the, very... Yeah, the original yeah. Westworld. We're seriously... Great movie. Um, thinking of seriously considering that one. Um, what do you guys want to... Well, so what do you guys... You guys tell us. Do you <laughs> want us to do, do, you want us to do iRobot? Do you want us to do Westworld? Or do you want us to do Ex Machina? Or do you want us to keep looking at the robot before we get to the androidy robots? Do you want us to like follow a sliding scale? Which Let's I wouldn't even know how to order. It. I have enough trouble trying to pick stuff out. Castle in the sky. What's that one, Martin? I don't. Oh, Crystal Rose is going. We've got one seven, for Westworld, one for iRobot. I don't know Castle in the Sky. Oh, that must be. Is that animated, Martin? Castle in the sky. Is that anime. Kent says iRobot. I got Rob two for iRobot. One for Westworld. One for Westworld, two for iRobot. That's what I said. What did I say? The other way around? Nope, no, 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 you were right. I'm sorry. I wasn't <laughs> Another for iRobot. Bill's, Bill's so we're getting three for iRobot. All right. You What's know the other animated one that's all robot is uh, Ron's Gone Wrong. Yeah, it's anime. I'm uh, not familiar with that. Neither was I. The one that Captain Phil kept telling us to do, and I can't remember what another anime anime one. Um, I'm, the name escapes me. Mm -hmm. He'll remind right. us. So I guess it looks like the iRobots have it. I think the iRobots have it. Because you know what? It's got Alan in it. Does the voice. Alan. Today. Oh, Tudic. Tudic, thank you. But doesn't he do no. a David Hyde Pierce? Like, isn't he kind of sounding like David Hyde Pierce in that particular? But I mean, he still does the voice of the robot. I love Alan Tudic. I love him too. Everything he does, I love him. And so. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, I guess, I guess, uh, let's do an iRobot. Let me write do I robot. I robot it. I, the iRobots have it. The iRobots have it. The iRobots have it. So, oh, Metro before, Martin, we talked about Metropolis 1927, the very first movie very that first, had. Yeah, well, I think we're going to talk about that a lot when Dave's on. When so Dave comes, Dave's gonna... studying up on Metropolis, we're probably going to talk about Metropolis in passing when we're talking with Dave about the whole. The whole yeah. evolution of robots and everything in the world Chris, of cinema. Chris LaRoche, I have considered robots. Yeah, the one with Ewan McGregor and uh, and Mel Brooks, actually, is a good film. It's another kid's film. Um, so I didn't know if we wanted to keep on that, you know, since we did Wally. -E. I don't, you know, again, uh, maybe we'll do it another time. I don't know. 
Yeah, there was another Robots. Yeah, Chris yeah, Robots. Robots. Yeah. It's a good movie. And again, another one I and watched with my, my daughter 20, and it has... Um, robots is 20, newer, I, think. I can tell you when Robots was. 20, 2005. So it's actually before this one then. Right? And then let us know, guys, if you want know, us right. to do like hardware or something like Alita Battle Angel, uh, Finch... Hardware is, like I said, right. that one's a pretty obscure one. Robot like, Frank or something like Hugh Jackman did Real Steel. That's just um, that's just Rock'em Sock'em Robot, but with real robots. Or right. something like Chappie. Chappie is the old, we've seen Chappie before. We've seen that plot. It's the old, he's a police robot and he's meant to kill everybody, but then they program him to be nice. And it, it just, it's weird. It gets a little weird, but yeah. Oh, number five is alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short circuit. Short circuit. That was very popular in its day. Back in 86. Very 80s. It's a very 80s movie. Very 80s. Yep. So, um, anyway. Well, that brings us, what, is, so what do we got coming up? Uh, or who does Roy uh, I cannot, up? I cannot tell a lie. I don't know what Roy has coming up. I, I think he's doing Aliens. Because um, I believe Ross got sick. But Ross right, got yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think so that's I believe what he's, he's doing. doing Aliens. And then Phil, tomorrow, not tomorrow night. I'm sorry. Friday night on the Friday night freeform, he's going to be doing an interview with uh, something waterfall, Jeff's waterfall, Dave's waterfall, Fred's waterfall, somebody's waterfall. And then I will let you know what he'll be doing next week. Next week, I'll tell you what he's doing next week. Okay. Well, there you go. That's it. That's all we got. So, hey, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to point, I just got this really cool thing and I'm going to share it with oh, you. Oh, yeah, guys. share that. Um, I don't know if you guys know Max Kaiserman. He runs um, Luna Replicas. Uh, he's a, one of our uh, Star oh, New Voyages alums. Anyway, he recreates a lot of Apollo era um, or NASA of that era uh, memorabilia. And they're all exact recreations. And one of the coolest ones he just came out with, this is a tether from the Apollo era spacecraft so that when they would do the EVA, this is an exact replica. It's aluminum. He's selling these. They are not cheap, and I think he's taking pre-orders because he already sold out of the first batch. Um, but the stuff, check out his, it's not sponsored, by the way. Check out his website if you, if you don't know it, Luna Replicas. Um, he has some amazing things on there if you are uh, a, NASA, a NASA um, aficionado or fan. Um, very cool stuff. So, uh, And Max does not cut corners on anything he makes. They are all uh, exact, like I said, down to the spec. Uh, you could, you could take. I think this would pass a NASA. You could take this into space and use it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually locks and everything. It's exact. I don't know where he always gets one. And by the way, he's actually got one of the Apollo astronauts' Corvettes. Yes, he does. Uh, grandson and Max co-own it, and they are restoring it, and they're going to put it on tour. How cool is that? Yep, there's um, Doctor Alexander and Luna replicas. Yep, Luna replicas. Yep, dot com. So I can probably put the link if you give me a half a second. I will put a direct link to his uh, site here. Here it is. No, you don't want my account. And I'm going to put it in the chat. There you go. So anyway, yeah, like I said, not sponsored. Uh, Max is a great guy. Very good customer service. Good quality stuff. It's not cheap. I'm going to tell you, so you might get sticker shock on some of it. Um, but he, uh, you know, he stands behind his product and, and again, not sponsored. So I just wanted to give him a shout out because he makes, I mean, look, I got a flashlight 
Hollow Era. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling them stop making stuff because I can't afford to keep buying your. <laughs> <laughs> He's making you. He also has. He also has Carol Shelby's license, the Shelby Cobra. Shelby Racing, he has the license for all their stuff, and he's starting to make that stuff too. So very cool. Very cool. So, all right, guys. Uh, I will uh, say goodnight, and we will see you next week with iRobot. In the meantime, hey, hit Mandalorian. Tonight, yep. Have a watch it. Dropping tonight. Card season three, episode three is tomorrow. Gotta say I'm more excited about Mando, but, you know, sorry. Don't, don't shoot me. So, all right, guys. Good night. Live long and prosper. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>